Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday night. What's up, Brian? That last little bit gets me. I feel like we need more woodwind instruments or something in there. Woodwind? We've got some new background music. I'll see if we got some woodwinds. <laughs> yeah, woodwinds check that. built in. Yeah, check man. That. See if we got a good uh, woodwind. <laughs> Thanks everybody for jumping on tonight. We've got a, a big show tonight. We've got obviously the kayak fishing tournament national season kicked off this weekend. KBF had uh, a load of events over the weekend, and Jason Broach was the big winner, taking home the, the both two day events. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. To he me, cleaned the, out too. The deal. Them. Yeah, yeah. So we got Jason here to talk to us uh, about that, and uh, of course we always like to talk on. The week that was. So, what do we want to talk about first, Ryan? Uh, let's go with the week that week that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, the biggest news of the week. How about BOS capping out twice, blowing everybody away? Uh, I I mean Toledo. I expected to I expected to cap out really because it's you know obviously the first of the year. There's always a lot of hype. I think we were at one sixty or one seventy something on Seminole last year, so I kind of figured it would it would do well. But man, something, I mean, it was like, like when you, when you watch Dogecoin or whatever, like everybody was just like FOMO, like, oh shit, I have to, I have to buy now sold out Santee. And I really think if they would have had the third event up, it would have sold out this week too. Like, I think people are starting to realize like you can't wait to the last minute. And this is a limited deal, you know? TOC keeps getting bigger and bigger. The, the purse goes up. You have to qualify. Like, so you, you better get your stuff in order and get entered as quickly as you can. Yeah, and from the looks of things, it's going to get harder to qualify. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We had never capped, and all of a sudden we got two events capping out, and uh, you know we haven't even started the season yet. So, Man, I think uh, I think Chick, Susky, Broken Bow, and Dardanelle are going to cap too. Those are yeah. my uh, my predictions. Yeah, and Steve's in the comments talking about waiting list. I've heard rumors there's a big waiting list for uh, Toledo and Santee both. And that people actually had already booked houses or something like that, but they didn't pay their entry fee and they missed the, the run. So how are you I mean, gonna book a house and not enter? Yeah, well, I mean, in the past, people have driven all the way to the <laughs> event and pre-fished and still didn't enter in time. Dude, I'm so, kidding know. because I used to be like one of the last people to enter. AJ would be like, "All right, Lambert, cut off in six hours. <laughs> you gotta yeah. you pay in or not?" <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty bad about procrastinating, but you know, I'm usually a few days ahead of time. Uh, but that ain't gonna work apparently anymore. So you better be, you better be on it, Rusty. I've been trying to bend the bill on this thing. It's a Cadillac Creek hat. I picked it up. That's who I hunted with out there uh, in Amarillo this week. So I'm showing them, showing them some love. And I can't get this hat to stay bent. I might have to put it in the oven like an old baseball mitt or something. Yeah, we got uh, Tim Percy in the comments live from the Truckers Rally in Canada saying that uh, he can't wait to fish uh, Hobie event again. He's coming down. Across Tim, the I'm proud. I, I like you Canadians anyway. I'm proud of the stand that that uh is being made up there it's impressive i like it yeah crazy stuff uh good stuff uh appreciate everybody watching tonight help us out and share the share the stream to your local group or somewhere that somebody might get some entertainment out of this or get some good info um what else happened this week bass obviously bass nation kicks off bass nation kayak series is this weekend on fork weather's looking like it's going to be a problem yeah Yeah, y'all gonna have some weather out there boy yeah man it's uh i'm coming down from you know the ozarks we call them mountains and more hills compared to some other mountains across country but still i'm kind of worried about getting (laughs) getting down the mountain to get there so i don't know how that's going to go uh hope everybody's safe heading that way but yeah i don't know what that's going to do those fish either i mean the water's already super low and the weather's been pretty mild down there for look like for the last month or two and now all of a sudden they're going to get hit with that cold 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 weather so we'll see at least there at least there won't be a lot of water to freeze so that's good yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I've, seen, I've seen a bunch of posts people still having trouble getting registered or getting to the second link to either sign a waiver or pay their second half of their payment have you got have you seen that this week i hope that gets streamlined you know that's something that that was kind of recommended as as a, a way to make things easier less less uh steps i guess you know instead of registering on one site and then acknowledging on this site or whatever if you can streamline it man just make it a make it a deal just like Hobie does through Turning X or whatever, click it, even add in a column where you type in your member number or whatever it needs to happen to link to the Bass uh, database. But, yeah, I think streamlining that would probably help out a lot. Yeah, a little, little trouble there. Uh, of course, we're going to have Jason here in a minute to talk about the, the KBF event. But they had a huge kickoff weekend, had I think 130-ish for both trail events. Uh, 
around 40 or 50 for the pro series i think 78 or 78 80 for the temptational so they had a they had people in every event um and like i said jason's going to talk to us about taking home the, the two two-day events um because those are the toughest to win anyway obviously uh, cleaned house every every time we have somebody on like that that's been in a multiple deal where you have single events and two-day events a lot of times just like with this case they don't win either one of the single day events but they were study over both days of the two-day events and take take the whole the whole shebang after two days. And so, I mean uh, that kind of speaks to why two-day events are a little more difficult to yeah. win because you have to keep that consistency across the board. Yeah, like he hung in there and was top ten both days. You know, top five I think even close both days. But that won him the the two-day events. So we'll get him in here in a minute and talk about that. I like it. Uh, Anthony Lewis on YouTube asked if I was coming to NSK Central in February. Uh, no, I will not be there. I'm going to Toledo after Fork. And then I'll I'll come down and fish with you guys in March for the Ben Spangler Memorial on Conway again. That'll be that'll be good. One. I drove over Conway and thought about that when we when we yeah. passed it this week. That's a fun lake, man. It's it looks pretty. Different. Looks yeah, cool. Different than some of these other Arkansas lakes. Shallow, cypress trees everywhere. A lot of trees. Yep. Yeah, different stuff. Um, anything else before we get uh, Jason in here? Uh, we had a little spice on the page earlier, oh, man. Yeah. People posting up like pics, I guess, like. From from the tournament, you know, event picks or whatever, judging type stuff. Um, it, <laughs> these events, like they they're paying people to judge fish. So, you know, while while you may not agree with it at home or whatever, like it's the judge's call. Like they make that call. If you're not satisfied with that call or you don't think it it was called correctly, you know, that's up to you. That's what we all sign up for. When we enter a tournament, you sign up to trust whatever entity that is to make the right calls, to do the judging properly. If you don't like it, then don't fish them anymore. But, uh, you know, overall, like there's not there's not a unlimited amount of time to go through and, and complain about pictures or judging or whatever. Just don't fish the stuff. That's the good and service that they provide. And if you don't want to consume it, then you don't have to. If you don't like this podcast, don't listen to it. If you don't like a Chevy Malibu, don't buy one. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it seems like common sense, but the judging yeah. part is part of that service that's provided to you. So when you continue to sign up for things, you're saying, "Okay, I'm happy with this. Let's let's keep moving forward." And the other thing that's kind of bizarre about it is a lot of times the people that are pointing out different problems from different events, whatever the whatever the trail may be, is not the people that were in the events. Right. It's outside people that are, are coming through and seeing this stuff, which is kind of bizarre. Uh, but, you know, that that's also the beauty of kayak fishing, which is all of our pictures are online. So whether it's Hobie, KBF, Bass, we can all go back and review the pictures, look at them, and see if there's anything we need to be concerned about for our own selves to go fish those tournaments over. So anyway, the, the other thing is uh, we still had another post today, and these happen every once in a while. I mean, our page has been around now quite a while. What, like four years, five years? The group page it's been there feels like forever. Feels like forever. Um, it's an open forum. It is what it is, and somehow people still equate that with we are causing some sort of issue for different organizations. Whereas, if someone on the group, one of our thirteen, fourteen thousand members, decides to bring up a topic, and you don't like it, I'm sorry, but that's that's the open forum. That isn't the I think somebody used the quote chosen few or the KBN elite, KBN elite or whatever the hell they were trying to say. Like we're somehow making that go. It's just like, no, whatever you guys want to bring up and talk about to a point um, outside of spam and some other stuff, that's what it's there for is open forum, you know, talk about whatever. And we, we let it ride. So don't, don't, don't put that uh, mojo on us. Like we're just uh, somehow out there creating the problem. It, it reminded me so much. I know this is kayak fishing. It's just a damn side hobby sport it's a it's for fun really uh but just like what's going on with the the joe rogan podcast which is serious talk talking about covid and all this stuff people don't like what he's who he's talking to or what he's talking about so they want to just get rid of that and cancel it trouble like, like that cancel it like what are you talking about just let people talk just if you don't like it then you just don't like it and if you do like it you do that's great but i, I don't understand how, how people get so fired up about um really kind of trivial things sometimes i try not to read it i try not yeah. to read into it but sometimes man it just like it gets old you know it gets old just being beat down because i think we tried to t 
tried to give a platform just like tonight. We're bringing on Broach to tell us how he just laid the smack down in Florida to, to give these anglers a platform to hear kind of their story and what they've done and where they're at and where they're going, really. Uh, and, and I don't want that to get overshadowed by a bunch of bullshit that doesn't really yeah. matter anyway. So Yeah, because anybody that's going to complain about our open forum, it's fruitless anyway because it's not going to change. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. So Facts. It's not changing, so stop bringing it up. That being uh, said, with no further delay, yeah, let's bring on our boy. Let's bring and, him in here. And, and hear how he's going to win the 10. The big winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Boom, there he is. Jason Broach, welcome to KBN Live. Hey, hey. What's up, man? And, and Ryan always has the expert uh, tournament breakdown and expert questions about uh, what, what happened in the tournament, but I got one question to slide <laughs> in first. All right? So the original KBN Power Rankings, Mr. Broach was the number one ranked angler in the country, according to the original Power Rankings. Now, we didn't have a podcast back then, and we never got to really talk to him about that. But when you saw that, what did that mean to you back then, Jason? Did you think it was much some crazy person came up with that, or was that cool? What did you think about that? I mean, yeah, back then and not being established, it was kind of like, well, yeah, it's cool being number one. I don't know what it's going to mean. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a spoof but, thing when it first came out. I thought it was just like literally a joke, like you just pick names out of a hat and threw them down. Yeah, yeah. It, he was number one, and I thought it might change the trajectory of his career in life, but apparently not. It did. Look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, congrats on that. You will be forever enshrined as the first number one ranked angler, so there you go. Yeah. All right, now on to the tournament talk. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. No, nah, I mean, I remember, you know, back then, even way before then, you fished the, the KBS stuff, right, Broach? You were in it from the beginning of the the ugliness that <laughs> – that has been the evolution of this tournament stuff. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, the KBS, I was on the, you know, that, that third place behind old Shepard and then McCray, I think, and all, all that went down. And, well, now you're second place. Well, you know, you're going to be first place now. Yeah. It's stupid people in the sport along the I mean, he was the people the beneficiary of that? Of the, yeah. of the, of the board cutter guy? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, roll, roll down, broach, man. He's got, he's got, him, got him cornered, son. But I mean, when you back then, man, like, like you were saying, I mean, the names that that would pop up, obviously, you know, like Drew Gregory, but it was like Jason Broach, Josh Stewart, Craig Die. Like those were the names that that back then were were the hammers that you looked for on a tournament sign-up sheet like when you were when you were looking to register you're like who's going to kick my ass like those are the names that you look for and broach you know on on numerous bodies of water and i want you to explain some of your inside knowledge of <laughs> how fish operate that gives you a little bit of a leg up but i mean he was always catching fish it didn't matter where you know where we were so seeing you go down there and kind of mop the floor in florida was not really uh, a surprise to anybody i don't think I mean, I, I do a lot of the standard stuff everyone does, you know, get on YouTube, watch every Bassmaster FOW video, fishing reports, like current and in the past, get on Google Earth, historical images, study all that. And I guess the thing from the, the scientist perspective, you know, I, I go through a lot of scientific literature too. And, you know, let's see about the Lake Gunnersville bass population, what they've done sampling, where have they sampled, have they done tracking studies, how do those bass move and, I do do a lot of that and try to study water movement in different reservoirs. And even down here, the, the Kissimmee chain, water flow is important. And just, you know, the bass biting sometimes a year. And it's something I kind of relied on Saturday and a little bit Sunday, although the wind both days just stuck. And right now, the, those same places, there's no current flowing. So it's going to be interesting in that. But yeah, 2016, 2017 were kind of like good years. Um, I just, being in grad school, had a lot of time to pre-fish for most tournaments. Could just take off two, three days and go do that. And I'm, I'm a junk fisherman. I'm going to throw, you know, the good old chatter jig, Z-Man. And uh, I've been known to throw a square bill a little bit and drag a worm or a lizard. And, you know, it, it's worked. It got me a long ways. But then, you know, you get Cody Milton. You get Russ Snipers coming in. And you get a lot of hammers. And then a lot of people that dominate on TVA, like, <laughs> talking to one of them right now. And, uh. Yeah, it's, 
there's there's no longer an easy way to win a tournament. There's there's hard competition in them, and it's been a while since I've won anything, and it does feel good. Yeah, there was definitely a like not necessarily like a power shift, but kind of a, a changing of the guard. And there still is like you, you, you get these young guys like Ewing minor and Jackson, or like you're, you're constantly getting a new pool of talent in every two or three years. And then some of the guys, like, honestly, it took me probably four years to even figure out what the hell I was doing. Like I, I had, when I started kayak fishing, I had no freaking clue, man. Like I was just trying not to backlash. That was my number one goal every day was not have to pick a knot out of my reel, but you know, it's, it's cool seeing some of the, some of the, like AJ, AJ commented, you're an OG, like seeing the OGs, like come back around like Jay Wallen, you know, he had comeback season last year where he, it's like, he couldn't do anything wrong. So it's it's cool seeing seeing some of the old heads hanging around get getting back in the mix. Yeah, it, it, it'd be nice if this momentum kind of keeps up because you know a lot of the the schedules Hobie and KBF, um, you know they, they're lining up on fisheries where I've done well in the past and a little bit about them. So hopefully I can put something together because there's no bigger better title than an AOI and whether that's KBF Hobie. That's one thing I don't have. I've been close three years in KBF. Um, not last year in Hobie, but the year before, I think I ended up fifth. And those are the titles I want. That's why I really go after it hard every year. What is uh, KBF's AOI set up this year? Is it your best three? I, I believe so. And uh, I haven't really paid attention. Like with the new daughter and everything, I've been, you know, changing love diapers and trying not to get fussed at, making sure the wife's happy and all that good stuff. And Smart I, man. No, I just. I just need to win or get close to winning, and yeah. So a sixth and a third right now, Charles Series. I'm I'm happy with that. That's a good start for sure. And the yeah, national championship being on Kentucky Lake, I'm pretty pretty comfortable with that. But yeah, uh, you can have you can have that one, homeboy. <laughs> if I if I could trade you one lake off the Tennessee River chain, that would be number one on the list. I'll let you keep that one. Our state championships uh, there the week before. Uh, the national championship is, and I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm I'm dreading trying to because I've got too much history in my brain up there. You know what what should be good on Kentucky Lake? I'll run 20 miles of ledges <laughs> trying to find one school, and it just it ain't happening. Yeah, I, I would say the Watts Bar would be my least favorite. The, oh, that's only because you know all my stuff was frozen last year during that tournament. Yeah, yeah. Watts Bar, man. We fished our state championship on it this year. Uh, in the fall and it was tough it was still tough but there i like it because you can you can key on largemouth or smallmouth so i was catching smallmouth on bluff walls and like 40 feet of water on a fluke just coming up smoking it and it's hard for me to be mad at any lake that'll let me do something like that yeah. all right so we got randy creason in the comments he wants to talk about this weekend in particular and his question is simple what'd you catch him on <laughs> Randy cutting to the chase. Well, it, it was a variety. Um, you know, Saturday it was, it was, it was getting cold. It was windy, but I was in a canal, kind of protected with current coming through it, and you know, heading out to the canal. I'm like, you know, it's morning time. I'm gonna throw a top water tied on a Berkeley chopper in the first five minutes. Get an 18. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I keep going down the canal, and then it turns into a 20. I'm like. I'm going to keep throwing this a little bit longer, but that kind of died and switched uh, to a spinnerbait, little Z-Man blades, whatever it's called. Got one sling, of that. Sling got blade one Z. Of, sling blade Z. Yeah. Got one of that, and then later on, I ended up snapping it off, and that kind of kind of sucked because, you know, in my head, I'm like, dang it. And uh, worked my way back down the canal, picked up a 14, and that was all by 9 o'clock, so or a little after nine, so I was pretty happy. Like this is going to happen. I'm going to get the limit today at least. Then five hours go by and not a single bite, and you know that that dreaded four fish thing, not finishing out a limit. That's the worst feeling in the world for me. Yep. And I go back into this pocket where pre-fishing Friday there were, there were two fish locked on beds, and I'm like, yeah, y'all going to be easy on Saturday. And all throughout the day Saturday, I went back in that area and they they weren't there. But finally, about 2 o'clock, one was kind of, and it wasn't even the same fish that was on Friday, but kind of hanging near that bed, and I'm I'm looking at him, and then I see another fish kind of shallow, and I'm like, 
you know, if anything about getting five fish, uh, you know, Josh and Cody's going to be like, did you throw a Cinco? And damn it, yeah. <laughs> so I, I tie one of those on, and I start kind of casting around that one fish, and a boat starts to pull into pocket. I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm looking at him kind of cussing, but I already threw the sink out. I'm looking at the boat, just kind of shaking my head. And I look down at the line, and it's taking off, set the hook, and I get that fish, and that was number five. And five bites that day, five fish. So, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't easy that day, but, you know, it all worked out. And The first morning, fish and the fifth fish, those are those are usually the hardest ones to get in the boat. T- tell us a little bit about this before you go to Sunday, Jason. Cold fronts are terrible no matter where you're fishing. It can mess you up. But for some, it really hammers Florida fish. What, what's up with the cold fronts and, and really affecting this Florida fish? It, it's, it's just that Florida strain sensitivity. I mean, it, it's genetic, and it's, it's the way they react to it. It's like there is no need to eat, especially with like this time of year when, you know, spawning season, they're going to conserve that energy. They're not going to do any more than they have to because – you know, they want to spawn, and that's going to take energy, so they, they just shut down. They, they don't worry about it. And they, they probably know, especially that area, it's going to be warm in, like, three more days. Like, you can go, you know, a day or two without, you know, eating a rat or something, I'd say. <laughs> so it's just yeah, like the people down all. there. <laughs> they don't come outside. Yeah. For <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think some of the people went insane with it being this cold down here and I don't think the whole time I've been down in Florida when I lived here that like I've never seen frost on anything. There's frost here on on Sunday, and my rudder was frozen up, and I'm like, yeah, this this ain't gonna be good. Did you fish that Bienville tournament or Beanville, whatever they call it, a I, few years ago, the first one? Yeah, I, I think I fished all of them at Bienville, and there was one year. Now I keep my kayak on a, a foam pad on the back of the truck, so it gets wet. And one of the tournament warnings, I go to slide the kayak off and the whole foam pad, it was frozen to the kayak. It was that first year because I took Florida clothes and froze my ass off down there. And I was that's yeah. that's when I started admitting I should check the weather before I go somewhere because I didn't, all I had was a raincoat. That was the warmest thing I brought with me. Yeah, that, uh, that was pretty bad. I, I saw a comment before we get to Jason Sunday. It made me re- remember this, Ryan. Shane Williams is in the comment, and we need to congratulate his boat from winning the trail day one event. So congratulations, Shane Williams boat, uh, piloted by Guillermo Gonzalez. In the, in Shane the Williams basically just won a national event yeah. by proxy. So good job, Shane. I'm proud of you. There you go. Shout out to Shane. Definitely some good mojo on it now. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Don't wash it. it. Don't, don't wash it for the rest of its life. Yeah, man. Uh, but anyway, on to Sunday. Day two, you said you had what finished six day one in the trail event, sitting good for for the two day events. So so what what happened on Sunday? Sunday I, I did the same thing, same area, starting in the canal through the, the Berkeley Chopper a little bit, nothing on it, and working my way down the canal. I get to the the point where I caught one pre fishing and one Saturday, and uh, I did get one on a spinnerbait, and that was about it. But I, I had the Lawrence Actor Target going. And I can throw a chatterbait by the grass, a spinnerbait, a crankbait. I mean, I threw a lot of different things. I could see fish come out of the grass, and they would be, you know, hauling ass to go grab the bait, and they would never eat it. But, all right, I'm going to slow down, so I throw out a, you know, Carolina rig, just to slow down, because I occasionally see them just kind of, you know, linger out there away from the grass. And I couldn't get those fish to react. And it was just as windy on Sunday morning as it was Saturday, so I ended up leaving that spot, but. Yeah, I know there was a discussion about, you know, Lorenz or the, you know, all the live goat and all that going to help win tournaments or be bad. And it, it's 50 50. It, it'll piss you off seeing how many follow, <laughs> how many fish come up and follow that bait and don't do anything. But uh, yeah, after, after that, I changed spots and went to some backwater, little pockets and little canals. And uh, I think it was about 10 30, 11 o'clock when I did that. And I'm going through the canals and now I haven't caught a fish. Or haven't caught a fish from the Cinco the day before. I, I was going to throw that Cinco, and I get one. I think it was, I think it was a 15. Yeah, I think it was a 15. Keep working the little canal, get a 13 or something like that. So I'm feeling a little bit better. And I, I get the urge of just to, you know, tie a little tiny Lucky Craft XP, little 78 jerk bait, and going back up that little canal, and boom, get a 16. I'm like, okay, yeah, this. 
if they eat something with treble hooks, I actually like it. And these particular fish on Sunday, they were choking it. Like, and obviously, the line hanging out of mouth. They were swallowing. I'll put up pictures of that. <laughs> oh, damn, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they were down there. And so I got the 16. I keep going a little bit, and boom, get a 21. I'm like, that was number five. So I'm happy at that point. I'm pretty set. And what sucked is that canal, I couldn't get signaled up with fish, like, pretty good. Like, it sucked. My battery life went from 50% to 10% from like those two, three hours I was back there. In the did you have a charger or a, or one of the little battery packs or anything? I did, but, uh, and I have it hooked to my actual, like, power, you know, power battery up in the, the hatch. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried because I didn't have a, a, a fuse on it that something might happen and screw up my phone. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to start charging it on the water. Something bad happens. <laughs> you're too smart no, brooch don't. that's your that's your problem yeah. <laughs> burn her down yeah. son god yeah and I, 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 I kept fishing up to that 21 and throwing a sinko throwing that little jerk bait and that jerk bait was it was on them like they thought they were gonna eat it and multiple fish probably caught over a dozen fish but i get to the back of another canal and boom get one i think it's almost 18 and then almost two three casts right up kind of the same spot, boom, get one close to 19. So I'm like, when I got that 19 and I knew I might be in contention to win this thing, I had Pete at the leadboard early, early, earlier before I got this canal and saw, you know, Cody was, he had a good limit. So, and I didn't know what he had the first day, but I, I knew that that one that was close to 19 might've, might've done it for me. And I kept fishing the canal a little bit longer, keep trying to, kept trying to get those photos uploaded. Finally found one little area in that canal where my, my 5G would pop up in two bars. So kind of just lingered around that. And it was, you know, 6%, <laughs> two, three minutes later, 50%. Okay, it's loading at least. And that's why everything came late in the day in terms of photos being uploaded. I, I'm not a sandbagger because you never know what might happen to that phone. The fish knocks it in the water. You, you know, We've seen it. We've seen it happen. Fish. Yeah. I think it's happened a lot of. I just I've lost a phone in the water from big fish, and yeah, I don't I don't stand back. If I if I catch fish, I, I try to upload them if I had the signal, and I just had bad signal back there. But yeah, I got I got those fish in and saw the leaderboard, and I was waiting on sandbaggers, you know, to come in by four o'clock, and then it never happened. So I was like, well, I, <laughs> yo, I might I might have won this. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. So when you talk about these canals, tell tell everybody kind of how the Kissimmee chain is laid out, you know, as far as lakes being connected. Are these canals flowing water? Are they just docks and, and houses and stuff? Well, what's the layout? Yeah, a lot of, there's a good bit of fishbowl type lakes in Florida, and there's a couple on the Kissimmee chain, and you got like West Toho, which is, you know, pretty distinct in this shape, and Kissimmee also distinct. Um but the canal structures, their their flow chart, it's laid out um, South Florida Water Management District. You can find all that stuff online, and they actually show you, you know, the flow coming out of the spillways and things like that. And if you look at some of the old Bassmasters and the FLW videos, you don't see a lot of people doing it, fishing those spillways. But a lot of locals, China fishermen, especially on the St. John's, I mean, they, they make a living taking people to a spillway and just boom, 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 boom. It is stupid. <laughs> but I can't do that in this tournament because you can't throw across the buoy line. But so ah, I got gotcha. to Yeah. If this was an online tournament, you'd have won that son of a gun. No, oh, I'm yeah. You get right over them buoys. You don't give a shit. Tie off to the spillway. <laughs> Yeah, just so upload your photos on the other side of the buoy line. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I was on the other side of the spillway getting that current coming before it hit it and just going up that canal. Because that was, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say what lake I'm on. Cause I'm no, you don't have there, to, but I mean, but you know, for some of the. There, there's going to be other guys on it. So I don't learning anglers, it. like, usually that's, that's the reason that river fishermen stay you know so consistent these guys that really try to find current and skinny water if you find current you've you found fish that are feeding like those fish are up there yeah. positioned to feed like that's that's the whole reason they're around current is to catch anything blowing by so that's and, that's why people look for stuff like that and, and predictable spots you know when that currents you know you work in those 80s up up in tva lakes 
whether it's a point, the eddy current, a rock boulder, something that creates a little spot for them to sit in, but it, it gets more predictable. And yeah, like you said, those river fishermen, that's, you know, they're consistent. Amens. Amens. Let's talk a little bit about consistency over these two day events, man. I'm, I'm going to throw this on the screen again. So right there in second and third in the Temptational, uh, Cody Hanley won day two. Adam Patron uh, finished third in day one. I don't know where Gamera is on every G1 day one, but I think Adam was the highest finisher that was in the Temptational also, um, or one of them. Um, but you didn't win either day. You didn't finish first for either of the one day events. <laughs> You were third and sixth. So that, what, I mean, that shows, number one, what a big deal two-day events are to kind of separate, the, you know, the anglers that can manage fish over multiple days uh, and just being consistent. So what what plays into your mind going into a two-day event versus fishing those one-day events? Or with it all mixed up like this, did you just fish as hard as you could and saw what happened, or uh, how do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always kind of a fishing as hard as you can and see what happens, but also – Number one thing you got to do in multi-day tournaments, you catch a limit every day. And if you don't do that, high chance you're not going to win. The thing about single-day events, you know, one big fish can just, you know, give you that edge. And being consistent, getting those big bites, you know, those, those um, anything to worry. Getting those big bites is, you got to get at least one or two each day. You can't rely on one, just one day. In a single day event, you can literally luck into two fish and win the whole thing. Like you, I mean, that's yeah. in a five fish event, you can luck into two big bites and and you're good. You know, uh, not saying you don't have to have a limit, but if you get two over twenty, you're usually sitting pretty good in probably ninety percent of the tournaments that we fish. There's not a whole lot that you see stringers of you know twenty one plus uh, multiple fish. Yeah, case in point, the fin fellow that finished runner-up uh, won the day two event, and look at that monster that he anchored his limit with on mm. on, on day two. Good uh, but only only had seventy nine on day one. So great event for him, but you know that that consistency over two days. That top lobe looks like it might have been longer than that bottom <laughs> lobe. <laughs> we would have straightened that out. That's a freaking that's a hoss right there. Get a swipe down. Somebody else had a 24. I think Big Bass of the event was 24, right, Jason? Am I right on that? Or yeah, there was a 24 caught. And I think John so. There's another. There's another caught. thing that that came up during this. Look at the hand. What's what was the rule on the the anal gland or anal fin or something like? <laughs> there's something about anal that that was troublesome in the the rules on this. What you can't be past that right there. The peduncle. The it's called the peduncle. You fin. can't go. You can't go past the the end of the anal fin. That's that's the correct. I honestly, honestly, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I try not to put my hand on the fish unless absolutely necessary. And right. When I do, it's usually like two fingers, kind of dead in the middle of the body, just to avoid all of that. And gotcha. Yeah, obviously, you know, every every tournament, don't put your hand under the gills and all that mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but. There's I, I, there's some kind of rule on that. I saw several posts about it, uh, something about the anal fin. I don't know if it was before or after or whatever. It's called the peduncle principle, right? <laughs> well, I, I do apologize. I should update my vocabulary there. I didn't even have that one listed. So There we go. There's that 24. Found it. But I can't see Oof. the anal fin. Did I just cause a problem here? What's going on? What? Was that, was that the DQ fish? No, this one counted, but I don't. I don't okay. know the rules, so don't don't get me. I'm not starting anything. Katie, people. Katie, ba Katie, Baca, post. <laughs> I'm not starting anything. She, she literally <laughs> just posted it. Yeah. So it's behind the anal fin. All right, we got it. We got it. We're clear right. now. Shoot, <laughs> scaring me. All right, so we're good there. But that's a monster. The dang Florida uh, monsters, and he caught it on a gambler. That's a Conrad Benini special up there, gambler. Man, yeah. Conrad boy. We put we put you on the pro team, son. Yeah, we did uh, have him on the on the on the deal. The fantasy. How team. do we do on that? Do we know? I don't know. Why you question Jason here? I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Didn't we pick Jason or was he too expensive? I thought we picked Jason. We, we, I picked we, Jason in my we, heart. I don't know if you picked him or not, but I said <laughs> Jason Broach. We brought period. his name Amen. up, but I think he was too expensive. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyway, would have been money well spent because he's about I to know. crack this ten wide open. How are you feeling going into the ten? When does it start? How's the weather going to change? Those three go. The weather is just 
Well, weather's getting good. It's warming up, so maybe a new fish comes in shallow. I'm kind of hoping that because I'm going to go back to his tank of nails and you know, I have no doubt the same fish are still there, but I need bigger fish because they opened up a new lake down down towards the end of Kissimmee, and you know, there, there's two people today that probably lost two over 11, 12 pounds down there. And they opened and, that lake up today, is that correct? Yeah, for, for the 10. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. New lake. And uh, I, my, all my years down here, I've always, I've go, gone to Lake Jackson, which is right by Marion, and Keenansville, which is over in that area. I've never fished that particular lake because all I've ever heard about was, you know, it's a great crappy fishery. And I never heard anything about bass, but apparently there, there's... <laughs> there's two there's in there, at least. There. <laughs> yeah, there, there's two in there that, you know, can swallow bo- volleyballs on those, like, giants. So. Probably a good bit of people are going to go down there, and they, you know, they might break 100 both days. They might not. I, they might not get five fish. I don't know. But going back to canals, I'm sure I'm going to get... I say yes, I better knock on wood, but I'm kind of confident I'll get five fish. I have no idea how big they're going to be. If if they're turned out small by like 12 o'clock, I'll move, grab the the punching rod, and just hope for a 26 come out of the grass or something like that. Man, I I commend you guys that punch in tournaments. For me, punching is – I would rather drag a Ned rig across pebbles than punch like that's just such a slow monotonous bite i cannot bring myself to do it i know yeah. it works i know yeah. big fish live under the mats i completely understand it i don't like it uh, yeah I, i've never been ever been able to get like a hot bite where you just catch multiple fish doing it. i might catch two or three a day and that's that's it for me right you know seeing what russ did down at tsc you fall up and you know that that same area we were at i'm throwing that chatterbait throwing a, a buzz bait I get one or two bites, and Russ goes back here. <laughs> like, maybe I should start, you know, punching more and, like, just keeping at it. And my, my longest bass I've ever caught, I've caught punching. And I've caught some decent fish doing it. it and if you're going to do it, you might as well do it down in Florida where it's, you know, it, it, it can shine. I completely, until right now, I forgot that you were part of the, part of the, the lock gate fiasco. <laughs> because <laughs> you launched at the other ramp and came down the lake we had pedaled our asses yeah. off and we hadn't even made it made a cast yet <laughs> that and was terrible we get get right there at the ramp and they open the gate and, and the other dude was launching by the time we got there <laughs> ah patience is a virtue that i've never had good for you yeah, I, I couldn't sit there and wait i'm, I'm yeah. going back to a, a question from brad because he's demanding it. i know i saw i saw it <laughs> Post that. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, Brad. We're gonna answer. It. Put it up here on the screen. So, Jason, how far do you live from Kissimmee, and how do you change course to fish the Invitational, win it, and then you got to stay and fish the ten? How does that work? Do you have vacation time? Did you just plan on winning? Did you know you were gonna be in the ten house? How, how does that work? No, I, no, I came down here to kind of have fun, and you know, all the different tournaments. I'm like, you know, if I win a trail, that'd be awesome. Get a little bit of money if I win. It's invitation, a little bit more money, pro series money. So there was that, and just being a Florida fishery, having a chance of catching a giant. You know, last year I didn't catch one over ten pounds, but yeah, I, that's my goal every year to catch one over ten pounds. Obviously, I should. It's my goal my whole life, Brute. <laughs> <laughs> last year I didn't catch yeah. a, anything over twelve. It's a pretty bad year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get on the Felsner for five days, you're gonna hook into one or two, and it it happens. It's just facts. But, uh, yeah, I was excited to come down here, it being a Florida fishery, and, you know, having made it to the 10, you know, by my angler year rankings three years in a row, you know, winning my way into it by this, this turn, the Invitational, it, it's not the same, but it's still, hell, I'm here, so I'm, you know, I'm going to try to win it. Might as well win it. having time off and planning for it, um, yeah, I had no idea I was actually going to win this thing, and I had to, you know, text my my boss and the manager at work. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, hey guys, got it? caught up in Florida. I'm not going to make it out. Hey, look, you can tell yeah, us. Hey, nobody, to... Nobody's watching this. Did you call in sick? Let's tell the truth, man. Yeah, I got the COVID. I can't come home. <laughs> I'll be quarantining down here at the 10 house. Don't worry got, about it. I got Florona. Yeah. I cannot leave. Yeah, I got you. I, I had to get that lined up. To, I mean, I got plenty of vacation days of just short notice like that. And 
you know, my, my work, I, I work with fish five days a week and I actually have a experiment going on with some larval, larval marine fish and they have to be fed like multiple times a day. You have to keep them happy and it's a lot of work. And so now I got, you know, someone having to do that three extra days and I could be helping out with that. So that it kind of sucks, but yeah. But you're a PKA, you're a PKA. So it's, that should be acceptable when, when they hire you on, they should know. Man, we got this yeah. man's running experiments and cashing checks. Legend. How crazy. How crazy is that? Yeah. What uh, what was your total take home out of the two wins? I have no idea. I it was kind of like TBD, I don't even know what I won. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, okay. maybe six to eight. I can't remember. Okay. It was, yeah, so it was, it's decent and you know, that puts a smile on the wife's face and buys diapers, buys formula all that good stuff similar similar money listen listen to him hey i saw when i was when i was trying to check our fantasy team jason i saw you had a team in that too did you pick yourself i did bet on yourself (laughs) he knew he knew what was going to happen bet on yourself i I mean my team's got there's two people on my team that's going to stay the same the whole whole year me and cody i'm going to have them and then it's kind of have to juggle based on where the fishery is going and all that but you know, Cody's gonna make money this year. You gotta have him. And yeah, Russ, you gotta have him. But you know, balancing that budget. Yeah, that's what. And I yeah, love trying. no, I mean that's 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 one of the cool variables that they threw into that was the was the salary cap deal. You you got to pick kind of who your horse is gonna be. Yeah, I looked right, and we didn't have Jason. Are Damn you it. kidding me? He was too expensive. <laughs> we, we, Whatever, we, man. We could have dropped one of them old town dudes and put Brooch on. We. <laughs> We, we we did have Desenzo. He cashed pretty good, and we had Patron, so we did all right. Okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I think no, we had Gene no, Jensen too. We, we had Gene too, Ryan. We can talk about him later as well. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> TBD if we're going to. Or not. We'll see. Oh shit. Yeah, Cruz is asking. <laughs> can somebody tell this man how much he won? The Cruz wants to know. Katie Backa, how much did Broach win? <laughs> Katie. We need help. We need professional Find assistance. Out. Damn it! I, I'm so, it somewhere in the six thousand, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How um, and how much is the ten? It should be ten thousand, and like you get a thousand dollars for making it into it. Like everyone gets a thousand. Oh shit! Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw. I saw everybody uh, gets a gets a ten. What do you call that trophy? Gold. What's on your table there? Medallion. Right? Medallion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a necklace? No, everybody get. I, mean, yeah. I guess you can like, make it a necklace. You like a no it. limit, like a no limit tank. Is that is that what you they make, got? You can make it one. You can make. I one, like it. It's like I'm a, down. Yeah, and, like I, and I'm the clock deal that the guy wears. Flavor, flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, but then I think the ten trophies about the same same size as that pro series one, so that look good next to it, right? Yeah, those, those things are legit. I think it's twenty eight pounds, or it, it's stupid heavy. Those are the new catch, the catch trophies, right? Yeah, they're pretty much like four catch boards on the side and two aluminum plates sandwiching, sandwiching them, and, and the big oval disc at the top. So I got you. Okay, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Cody and you know Russ, I probably have one or two of those this year. It, it's good to get the first one though. Cause, yeah, might not get another chance. As good as everyone else is. So. What is uh what's on your schedule for the season, man? Which what what events like if you had to pick top five for the season, what are your top five events that that are on the schedule? KBF is still Murray off because you know that's right down the road for me, South Carolina, and then the Gunnersville, you know, it's one of my favorite fisheries. Hobie, Toledo Bend, um, Santee. And then, you know, I'm going to be, you know, quick to sign up whenever these events come, but you follow up, Dick, and <laughs> there's, there's no way I'm missing the Susquehanna. It's one of those events, I don't even care if I, I win that one. It's just, you know, being on that fishery, watching a smallmouth come up, hit a top water, coming out, you know, the water, and just being mean, that, that's an awesome place. Like, that that one's probably capped out in about an hour, I would think, 200 people in and out. It'll be quick, man. I think that, I think... Yeah. Again, I think Chick, I think Chick, uh, Susky, and Broken Bow. I think all the te- I think you'll see all the Texas folks uh, come up for Broken Bow, and maybe even some of those Arky guys come down for that one. Yeah, 
that that's pretty much my season. Those those different events, and I'm I may try the bass on the Harris thing, but I I don't know. It's, there's so many now to, to choose and kind of focus on it. You know, I'm gonna pick things that are kind of close to home, and then you know, awesome fisheries like Susquehanna, and kind of go with it. I've seen some posts you made, Jason, about the BOS trail. What do you think about that wild run to cap out two events quick like that while you guys are down there trying to fish in Florida and you're having to keep up with that and make sure you get your entries in? Did anybody down there miss it that you knew of? Anybody miss the sign-ups? Not that I can think of, but I remember checking it you know, Thursday night and Friday night and seeing 50 people at Santee waking up and it going up to 80. I'm like, no, hell, I ain't no way I'm missing this. So. <laughs> it went from 80 to 200 real quick too because that i mean that was 80 was the breaking point once it hit 80 it was just wildfire i don't know how or why but it sure was it broke resistance that's stock market talk yeah whatever like it's happened once and now every term it i don't it probably doesn't matter where it's going to be like it's people can be jumping on them and i think they're going to be high you know, highly attended events this year. I think probably they're going to be high too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, seriously. And I, I made that post and, and it was kind of joking about AJ cracking the code. I think once you, you break through that threshold in people's minds with supply and demand, they understand you really could not even have the opportunity to fish. And I think once people get that concept in their heads, like, Oh shit, I could miss out on not only this tournament i could miss out on qualifying for the toc if i sit here you know on 260 bucks for two more days like that's i think that i think that was a big step right there making that you know ingrained in people's heads yeah and and the crazy thing is that stuff's happening in like a day it ain't like you can check it and say oh it's 60 i'm good for a couple more days i'll do it on friday no, we were messaging guys in our house that we already have booked on Santee. Like, hey, dude, you have to sign. Like, <laughs> we've already paid for this house. Like, you have to sign up right now. And Aaron White, <laughs> my boy, man, he was at a football game at his at his kids' football game and missed it. Like, missed it. Already, already in on the house and and just watched it go. Yeah. So I, I think they changed a little, not a rule, but a, a procedure and how they're going to do this going forward. I, if I saw that right, they're going to announce when a registration is going to open for the next event and do them one at a time so that people can kind of get their ducks in a row before that's like concert be, tickets yeah i know it's that's what i was going to say it's going to be crazy Ticketmaster will be snatching that shit up i'll be selling them for 500 bucks a pop yeah chris morales is selling his uh toledo spot for 1200 i think i saw it wow uh, aj's in the comments 47 person wait list for santee that's insane wow somebody that's should insane. host i may go host a concurrent tournament for those 47 charge little did you broach did you i mean we've talked about you being here since the very beginning of of these national trails did you think we would see this point in in the the let's say five-year time span that it's been did you think that we would be at the point to where 265 dollars entry fees were normal and then they were maxing out at 200 people like you're hitting the asterisk like you've got you've got all the money you said you were going to have I didn't either. Saw it, but never really <laughs> fully, fully believed it. Yeah, it, it always knew it could happen, and it's finally good it did happen. And, you know, high payouts too, high attendance, and, you know, pots are getting bigger, Hobies, KBF, like, I know y'all post a lot of them, like, anglers making money fishing, obviously, it's about promoting and doing all that, but... Now, I mean, hell, someone can make a, a year salary now and, you know, winning a couple of tournaments, so that, that's good in itself, too. And, and what what was the advertised payouts for that first KBS? It was something astronomical with the asterisk, but it was like 100, I think it was 100 grand or something total payouts for that, for that first event down there in Astor, Florida. But, you know, to, to go from that, and even last year looking at the Hobies, you know, we got kind of three quarters of the way full uh, a few times, but to to just think of the first two going going like that, you know, now you know it's a guaranteed 10k for first place. That really kind of changes the paradigm on the whole thing, and not only for Hobie, but I think for the other events as well. Like you, you appreciate the fact that it is an opportunity, and it may not be 
you know, unlimited. It, it, it could, it could run out. It could sell out. You kind of need to jump on this stuff, whether it's bass, KBF, Hobie or whatever, but like you, you, there's no point in procrastinating. I think that's been one of the biggest issues for kayak anglers is we like yeah. to wait until the last second. And that's something else we don't even realize, or people don't realize. The entry fees are still relatively, I mean, they're very cheap compared to, oh, yeah. compared Bass to Bass Bass Opens or whatever, you know, it's so cheap. Uh, but the one thing this may do is prepare us as a, as a group for down the road, you know, higher, much higher entry fees and having to prepay. If people are getting used to having to pay right away, uh, that's the first step to learning how to, to pay, you know, a handful of entry fees before the season even starts or put a deposit down or whatever uh, to get truly, truly big time money. I mean, I'm, it's unbelievable where we're at now, but it can only grow. You know, if it's managed right, it can only grow. It, it, it's looking good for the future, definitely, by the way, if it, it started off with having out like that. I think once the sponsors see that kind of commitment, and I'm not talking about the sponsors like our traditional sponsors. I'm talking about these these huge bait manufacturers that are kind of sitting on the outside, these non-endemic sponsors. Once they start seeing that buy-in up front and they know that there's X number of people committed to this, I think that's when you're really going to see things elevate. So, you know, capping out these events is awesome, but capping out these events may double the prize pot two years down the road. So, I mean, everybody needs to kind of take that kind of stuff into account. If you want to see this, you know, the long game of, of how kayak fishing plays out, that's what has to happen. They want a full field. They want that many eyes on it. They're, they want, you know, they need a guaranteed reach number, if you will, for what their investment's going to be in the series. Yeah, I mean, you when you know, when you can show events capping out like that, when you take it to a sponsor, it's, yes, there's going to be this many people out there. And, yeah, it makes it a lot easier for, from that aspect and getting those additional dollars for everything. So getting, you know, Toyota to send five random anglers and get them on a, the Toyota team and all that good stuff. Yeah. I'd even like to see Toyota and some others dip in with some uh, contingency money. You know what I mean? But that's going to take, yeah. like Ryan was talking about, consistent high entries and exposure. You know? Didn't they offer something? Didn't Toyota offer some some kind of contingency money for something? Am I crazy? I, I think they included maybe Bass Nation Kayak Series in their contingency I thought, plan. I thought it was yeah. Bass, yeah. I thought yeah, it was yeah. Bass if you had a new new Toyota or whatever it was. Yeah, but you'd love to see that you know, even from kayak brands or whoever. If they just threw some money at uh, you know owners of old towns or Hobies or whatever the case. Yeah. Um, so, how do you anyway. Steve Fields? How do you get Hobie to turn loose some money? Where's what's the magic button on that? Yeah. Bonus bucks for Bass Nation. Yep, Drew. Drew is all up in it tonight, boy. Appreciate He's you. Got Drew. us. He's got us. Uh, Joey Randall just said, we just showed Hobie they can go up to 300 on entry fees. You're probably right. Man, shut That's up, right. Joey. Extra, extra $35. <laughs> Don't tell him that. What's it? Just like my gas bill just goes up overnight. overnight. Uh, inflation bill. is a killer. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bowden, hashtag why dick open. Why dick open, baby. Uh, he said, how's Broken Bill going to support all these anglers? Isn't there like five boat ramps? Um, yes, but it will. Oh, Broken Bill is a pretty big lake. You're just going to have to. You're going to have to pedal to get away from some folks. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, and there's ramps at all three levels of the lake, I guess, you know, down by the dam, all the way up the river, in between. Uh, so folks are going to have to launch and just pedal. I'm going to be with Dylan Lowry and Joseph Sanderson at the two-stepping joint, so you ain't got to worry about us crowding up a ramp. That's the Hasha Town Saloon, Ryan, is what that's called. Uh, <laughs> well, drop a pin, player, because I'm on the way. <laughs> the saloon. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: Broken or that town of Hasha Town's got more uh, medicinal dispensaries than, per capita than any place I've ever seen in my life. So <clears> nice, little, terrible, little terrible place. news. Yeah, uh, that'll be a fun. You going to that one, Jason? You gonna make the trip to Broken Bow? No, that was, that was a little far, and uh, yeah, it'd be nice. To, I've never been on that fishery, but one day down the road I'll be on it, but not this year. Yeah, it's it's, it's a cool place. I've never done either. But. Uh, you ain't got to worry about it this year on the Hobie Hobie scene. We're hitting the fox and what's the other one? Wolf. Fox and the tail. Maybe. Wolf River. Fox. That's it. <laughs> what? Oh, we ain't going to get on the foxtail discussion. 
Okay, there we go. Steve Fields, he said, I think and others that Bonus Bucks is next across the sponsorship pools. Okay. There we go. And that just means owning something Bonus Bucks, not having to buy into the Bonus Bucks, maybe. You know what I mean? Like Ryan owns some Shimano's, maybe he'll get some Shimano contingency money or something. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Katie already threw the Hoshtown saloon in the comments. Boom. Appreciate yes. Appreciate you, Katie. Uh, Randy Creason said, Broken Bow is huge. Get ready to pedal 45 minutes. Last year, Randy, for the BOS event, I pedaled one hour to before I made a cast. And then one hour back at the end of the day, both days. So, But I never saw another kayak. Were so you 150 good. feet from the bank? That's different different regulations. <laughs> GRDA <laughs> on Grand Lake. Yeah, uh, yes, I would have been probably arrested and thrown in jail for how far away from the bank I was. But on the Broken Bow, <laughs> that doesn't apply. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, doesn't apply. Uh, yeah, when, so does your t- when, do, when does the 10 start, Broach, in the morning? Yeah, 7 o'clock, first cast. Oh, wow. we got to get you to yeah. bed, man. I mean, yes, sir. What's the you gonna start with the chopo? Chopo, maybe maybe they're the buzz bait just because I'm gonna have that GoPro going just to get some good footage. Ooh, okay. Hopefully, fish turning flips over it and annihilating it, but we'll we'll see. Do you like the chopo that much better than the plopper? Serious question. I I recently just started it like using it, and it definitely has a distinct sound. I think it's a little bit louder than Whopper Flopper. And, okay. You know, it's going to get tested out on the Susky this year because I know they always do Whopper Flopper over there, but I'm going to try that you know, Chopo out yeah. there. Ryan, this weekend I caught my first fish of the year on the Chopo. Did you? Uh, Sunday, yeah. Sure is everybody going Chopo? I didn't even know. I so. I'm going to keep throwing the Plopper if everybody else is throwing the Chopo then. <laughs> I didn't throw the Beaver one. That was that fellow we had on that threw the Beaver Chopo up there and won that event. It uh, was uh, Smalley's Rule, wasn't it? Yeah, Smalley's Rule guy. Yeah. The Beaver the beaver color Chopo. You got one of them, I like Jason? it. I like it. I got, got a few different colors, but uh, I don't think I got the Beaver one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get I get my tournament rig. It's, it's getting picked up from the wrap shop. Uh, tomorrow so it'll be heading to the dugout if anybody needs their kayak rigged out for the season the dugout does a great job rigging uh, nick will take care of you they will put in batteries lights the cleanest the cleanest finder rigging you've ever seen motors i mean usb ports i'm having some usb plugs front and rear so i can external power gopros all year but uh the dugout will take care of you and they're going to be carrying uh the wrap kits from my buddy Carrie Bell, who wrapped my kayak at 400 ink, um, 400 bucks for the wrap, 150 if you want it installed. So if anybody needs a wrap, uh, get with me or get with Carrie Bell, and we can uh, get it laid out and on your boat ASAP. Didn't you say my old town partner McClurkin rolled through dugout on the way down to uh, Florida? Yeah, dude, trick, McClurkin trick has a freaking rig, son. He's got 360. And a hummingbird live, if I'm not mistaken, on his old town. Two screens. Uh, he got it tricked out. We were at lunch when he came to pick it up. So I wanted to do a little live deal, but obviously uh, dugout lunches run a little long, so we missed that one. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, Katie threw the link in the comments. Um, pushing up against the hour, we got Jason having to fish early in the morning. We don't want to keep him too long. Man, we certainly appreciate you taking the time after a long weekend of fishing and just moving into the... Are you in the tent house right now? Is that where you're sitting? Yeah, it's a pretty nice setup. Okay. Yeah, you're in there right now, so we appreciate it, man. Yeah. A lot of stuff was on the bed laid out. You know, the standard, like, tent package everyone gets. DZ stuff, Yeti stuff, Yak attack, all that. You don't want to take the the camera walking around the house. They might want to see Ryan. Who knows? I'm going to say hi to everybody. Uh, Well, I'm cutting Lambert (laughs) Shit. I got some, some, some pool juice. Oh. Um, it'll make you a better Ooh. pool player. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to do that again, man. We we have to. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, good luck. Get some rest. Uh, wear them out. You know, don't don't let don't let old Jody Queen repeat whatever you do. Yeah, Look at there. I mean, he is injured. He does huh? have a hurt wrist. Or, yeah, he's, he's got something wrong with his wrist. The Carpal tunnel? Well, I think he cracked it on, he fell on some ice or something. Uh, no kidding. That ain't good. I mean, he's, you know, he's Jody. He, you know, he could probably still win with one hand tied behind his back. Oh, yeah. You ain't, you're not going to stop him. Close his eyes and, yeah. 
They ain't gonna stop him. Well, good luck, buddy. Catch him up. We'll be we'll be watching, keeping up with it. It's is it? It's two days, correct? Yeah, two days, and uh, they even extended fishing time, so I think we get nine hours. Like last cast is at four, so I got you. All right. Yeah, can't do math. Right you got your work cut out for you. Yeah, I'm catching fish. We'll see if they're big, small. I don't know. I'm catching them. Yeah, bring home three checks. All right, well, everybody get that uh, second screen at work going tomorrow so you can follow along, see what Jason does down there. And we'll we'll fire up another show for you next week. See everybody or some of y'all down at Lake Fork uh, this weekend. Should be a fun time. Sounds good. Be <clears> safe. <throat> Appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Mm-hmm. Later, boys.